Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnston, and today I'm joined once again by Jared Sneed, and today we have a very special guest, Miss Pam McCall. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Now, now, just a point of clarification, uh, Jared, I want you to know that you're always a special guest. Oh, uh, every time? Yes, I'm yes. Oh, I appreciate Pam that. is just a bit <laughs> unique. Um, I believe that everybody knows you. Uh, I know that everybody loves you. Mm-hmm. So just per chance that there is somebody out there who doesn't know you, would you introduce yourself? Well, Joshua and Jared, I have the blessed privilege of being the mother of Nathan and Seth Carter and the grandmother to four precious grandchildren who bring so much love and sunshine into my life. I've been a member of Fairview for about 18 years and have served as the teacher of Ladies of Grace Life Group and various Bible studies. I've also served as coordinator for women's ministry, and I'm currently serving as the grandmother for the Titus II Discipleship Ministry. All of that is great. Uh, Just an all-around wonderful person. (laughs) Well, today's podcast is a special one, uh, and I want to go out on a limb here. Uh, I think that either this episode, uh, many people will listen to it, or maybe many people will avoid it, uh, because it deals with a topic that so many struggle with, memorization, but even more specifically, scripture memorization. So, Jared, what is your experience with scripture memorization? Well, when I was younger, um, I was involved in, you know, children's and youth programs at the churches I was growing up in, and we would memorize the verses, like single verses, you know, um, we would do the Bible drills, um, and we would get awarded if we could say our verse, you know, and so I grew up doing that. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And I memorized that one because it was hanging on the wall in my house. And so I saw it every day. It was in a very prominent place. And so growing up, I mean, from an early, early age, it was there on the wall. And so that one became my favorite verse because I saw it every day. And uh, scripture memorization, anything more than that, just the single verses here and there, uh, was kind of foreign to me until I met a guy named Andy Davis. And Andy is pastor over at First Baptist Church of Durham. And over the course of his life, he's memorized over 40 books of the Bible. It's absolutely incredible. I've never met anyone that's memorized that much. Uh, And when you talk to him, the Bible just pours out of his mouth. It's really become like part of who he is. You can't have a conversation with him without hearing phrases from the Bible just pouring out in his normal everyday speech. And when I saw that, and as I was there at that church for about three years, under his preaching and and discipleship and counseling, I wanted to know God like that. I wanted to have that type of relationship. Um, that uh, I wanted to to be close to Him and His Word, the way that I saw in Andy Davis. And so, uh, everything I know about Scripture memorization now, the way I do it, pretty much comes from Him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty amazing. Uh, Pam, what about you? Well, I grew up in the church, and as a youth, I participated in GAs, which is a mission organization, and that's where I was initially introduced in scripture memorization. 
through my life as I continued to serve in the church, whether it was a music program, teaching or leading. But, you know, scripture memorization was never a priority for me. I just didn't think it was worth my time. However, at the age of 59, my world shattered as I was faced with my second divorce. I I completely fell apart. I couldn't believe that I was going through this again, and I was a total and absolute wreck. Guilt, anger, fear, confusion, sleeplessness, they haunted me day and night. Uh, And over and above all, there was this unending chatter in my brain. Nothing would ever hush. It just wouldn't be quiet. And so I looked for help and guidance from several places, and one of them was a biblical counselor. She agreed to see me with the condition that I would be able to recite 1 Corinthians 10, 13 at our initial meeting. She instructed me to recite this nine times a day. Now, I tell you, I thought that that was very unusual request to say a scripture nine times a day, but, you know, I needed help. And I was desperate. And when you're desperate, you'll do anything, even memorize scripture. (laughs) So for that one week, nine times a day, I paused to recite 1 Corinthians 10, 13, which says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful. I really like that part. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will provide the way of escape also, so that you may be able to endure it. Nine times a day, I repeated that verse. And nine times a day, all the chaos in my mind was hushed by the truth of God's word. And Jeremiah 15, 16 says, Your words were found, and I ate them. Your words became for me joy and delight of my heart. And that is exactly what happened to me. His words became my joy and my delight, and I just couldn't get enough of them. I was hooked on memorizing God's Word, and it's been a discipline in my life ever since. That's so good. Uh, Very sweet. Um, and uh, to me, it, it is a reminder that maybe we need to be a little bit more desperate ourselves. <laughs> um, well, for me, I, I didn't grow up in the church, and so I didn't get the benefit of uh, ministries like GAs or RAs or the Awanas. And so uh, for me, I had been a Christian for about a decade before I even really even considered the importance of memorizing Scripture. And then uh, I had these group of guys uh, that came from a ministry called the Navigators in the military that uh, came alongside me and, and taught me the importance of this discipline and uh, then offered me the accountability that I really needed to uh, devote myself to this discipline. Um, I will say that for me, to the most part, my experience with memorization has been focused on topical memorization, so dealing with the issues of life or uh, those verses that really speak very clearly to um, salvation and, and, and Jesus' work on the cross. Uh, yet this year, our, our church focus on memorization is, it's a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, instead of memorizing, uh, memorizing these various scripture passages, which I'm most familiar with, we'll be focusing on memorizing uh, a longer extended passage, the Lord's Sermon on the Mount. 
Now, Jared, I know that you have experience memorizing longer passages, which you learned from Andy Davis. Uh, would you talk just a little bit uh, about the benefits of, of us doing this? Yeah. By God's grace, uh, I have memorized about two and a half books. So Ephesians, First Peter, and then halfway through Philippians right now. Um, really, the biggest benefit uh, is sanctification, just growing closer to the Lord. And I, I can't overstate it because I, <laughs> I think that there's not been any other discipline that has caused me to grow more quickly, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, than memorizing large chunks of Scripture like this, because you go so deep with every single phrase. You have to focus on every word and every phrase to memorize it, and so you're thinking about every phrase in a way that you wouldn't if you were just reading. Uh, you would skip over or not think about it as as deeply, and so uh, it's very helpful uh, in sanctification as you grow. It's also helpful in fighting temptation. Um, Romans 12.2 talks about, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, and renewing of your mind comes by the Word, and so it, as the Word is flowing through your mind, that is how you are renewed, and there's no better way than to memorize them. Psalm 119.9, how can a young man keep his way, way pure uh, by living according to your Word? And so there's no better way to do that than just having it in your heart and in your mind. John 17.17, 17, uh, sanctify them in the truth. Your Word is truth. So the Word itself is the means by which we are sanctified. Uh, it's also good for encouraging other people uh, and encouraging the church. And so many times in in random conversations with people, uh, a verse will pop to mind or at least a part of a verse. And and on the spot right there, I'm able to encourage someone with the word um, because it was there. Um, Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And there's no better way to have the Word dwelling richly inside of you than by memorizing it. And so, uh, all of these things, plus it helps in evangelism. Uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of Christ. That's Romans 10. And so, if you have the Word memorized when you're sharing the gospel with someone and you're using the Word in that evangelism conversation, uh, it's just such an added uh, benefit. It's also good in, in your own personal comfort going through a trial. Uh, it's fantastic for your prayer life. Uh, it helps if you're counseling with someone or someone comes to you with a problem. It helps with raising your kids uh, and helping discipline them. Uh, it slowly changes your character over time because phrases of how you're supposed to be acting come back to mind. Um, It helps convict you of sin more quickly. Um, And I think a really big benefit to memorizing the large chunks or whole books at a time is that you you don't take verses out of context. You're more grounded and rooted in what the Word actually means and you're not applying a verse to a situation just because you think it means something about what you're going through. It, you are being changed according to the Bible, and you're not changing the Bible according to you. Um, and so that's the benefit of memorizing longer passages like that. 
Uh, and if I could add to your list, uh, as I was just listening to you, um, I looked over at Pam and she was mouthing along with you. And uh, even as I heard those verses, um, you know, it was like each time you're saying it, I said, oh, well, that's one I've memorized. I love that one. And what I realized just sitting here listening, the ones that you've memorized, doesn't matter which ones, all the ones that you've memorized, you delight in mm. those verses. And so yeah. your response when you hear someone quote uh, or a memorized scripture that you have is you, you almost immediately say in your heart, oh, I love that one. It's so good, which is every word you've yeah. memorized. <laughs> so, um, well, I can tell you that I'm looking forward to uh, memorizing the, the, sermon on the amount, uh, Sermon on the Mount, and I've enjoyed what I've memorized so far. In fact, uh, I would say one of the neatest things that I've already seen uh, as we are only a week and a half into this as a church is that I've already received notes from church members who have talked about how appropriate the timing of the Lord's words are in Matthew 5 with everything they're experiencing in their life. And, and really, I think what we find is that's true of all scripture that we place in our heart, that God, God's timing is, is perfect and his word is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam, what other benefits uh, in your own life have you seen uh, through your memorization of scripture? Well, first, I want to say amen and amen to everything that Jared said, because it is a wonderful means of encouragement and evangelism. But for me personally, um, I am a sinner, saved by the grace of God, hallelujah. And I am prone to wander, prone to leave the God I love. And I know full well the evil that I'm capable of and the hurt I can cause if I am not intentionally pursuing holiness. Also, I am very fearful, and I battle depression, anxiety, and discouragement. So to, to try to do what I, I try to do what I can to live a life that pleases and honors God because I know that that's the best life for me. And scripture memorization has become vital for my spiritual and emotional well-being because it helps me, number one, helps me remember who God is, Mm. his power, his might, his worth, his majesty, all that he is. And that helps me remember who I am as his child. I'm forgiven. I am loved. I'm I'm. Um, the joy of his heart, it helps me remember who I am. It gives me a deeper understanding of God's word, just like Jared said. And it reminds me how God wants me to live and treat others. It keeps me focused on truth and not my fear. And it helps me to know a lie when I hear one. And you know, um, as a sinner throughout the day, most of my thoughts are on me, myself, and my, oh, yuck. That's just horrible. But we do think of ourselves most of the time during the day. But as we pause to recite that scripture, we're turned, our gaze is turned to the Lord. And in 2 Corinthians 3.13, it says, As I turn my thoughts away from myself and gaze intently at God, that I'm going to be changed from glory into glory. And so 
scripture memorization is transformative. And I don't know about you, but I sure could use a transformation. Amen. <laughs> For yeah. myself. I amened because yeah. of myself. Yeah. I was going to ask you, uh, Jared, uh, amen and amen. Amen and amen. <laughs> All right. So, Pam, walk us through your process of memorizing scripture. You, um, you said you really were taking hold of it a little bit later in life. And so how do you do it? Well, you know, I just love gel pens, <laughs> sticky notes. I love uh, notebooks and charts and organization. Uh, and amen and amen. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if, you know, if I'm not careful, I get so caught up in organizing something that I never get around to actually doing it. <laughs> And so I began scripture memorization that way and finally had to stop and keep it as simple as I could. Mm. You know, if you ever hear a symphony play, um, if we go to the symphony, you know, before the conductor comes out, um, there's this guy that comes out that tunes the orchestra. So once everyone is in tuned, then the orchestra can do the work. And they can play that beautiful piece of music. So the first thing I do when I sit down to have my quiet time is to begin my scripture memorization. Mm. I have my cup of coffee, and I'm not quite awake yet, but I have my cup of coffee and I have my passage. And that is the way the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit tune me up to prepare to receive his word. So the scripture memorization, it gets the first of my fruit in the morning, the first of my effort as I focus my mind on God and who he is. And it's become a very sweet time of fellowship uh, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He just sings to me through his word and tells me who he is and who I am. And I just love that part. So I have to keep my resources simple and accessible. So first, when I'm, I'm like Jared, when I use, when I'm looking at a passage of Scripture to memorize it, my Bible. I use my Bible. I use the cross-references in there. I'm studying that passage. I'm looking at it. What does it mean? What is it saying? I'm so slow to understand it, but I use my Bible. And then, Joshua, you have introduced me to this most wonderful app on the phone. It's called the Fighter Verses app. Um, it's a product of John Piper's ministry, DesiringGod.org, and um, you can put it on your phone. and In the Beatitudes, uh, the Sermon on the Mount is on there, and it has quizzes, fill in the blanks. You can even use it as a screensaver. That verse for the week. It has a review every morning. There are verses that pop up for you to review. I love that. So. I have kept it very simple and very accessible. We always have our phone with us. So that Fighter Versus app is, um, I really like that. That keeps it before me. I read the passage. I read the passage. I read the passage. I read it. And then I, I don't have any kind of magic formula. I just dig in and start memorizing. Phrase by phrase, little by little, I say it over and over. I repeat it throughout the day out loud. I usually say it at night before I go to sleep and in the morning before I get up, before my meals, repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, Other people have different ways, but 
I just use the Bible and the app and repeat, repeat, repeat. Oh, so good. Uh, and and I'll just say that I agree so much with starting your day that way. It's like starting your day with the most important thing. And what it really causes you to do is to, um, to tune your heart, to set your heart, and to listen to God. And when it when you begin to pray following that, it it really informs your prayers, mm-hmm. uh, and you begin to just pray back to God His own words, which are the sweetest words. And so, it's so good. Um, and let me just say this: um, you know, Pam referenced fighter verses, and uh, in a previous podcast, um, Jared had mentioned a a small booklet uh, put together by Andy Davis. We'll share those resources and any other resources that we talk about in this podcast in the podcast notes. Uh, Jared, um, what about you? What is your process? Yeah, so I I do follow uh, that booklet you just referenced, and so uh, I do recommend people take a look at that. And just like Pam said, everyone maybe has a different method and different way of doing what works for them. This is what has really helped me. I I just do one verse a day, and I read the verse uh, ten times, looking at the page. Then I try to close my eyes and say it ten times, and I do that out loud. So I read it out loud ten times, then try to close my eyes and say it ten times. Usually after that, I've pretty much got it. There may be a few places that are a little rough and have to go back and review, but then I just try to review it throughout the day um, as I think about it. Uh, the next day, uh, I review the, the previous day's verse first, and I will try to say it again ten times with my eyes closed. If I can't do it, I'll look again, um, and I'll read it again. And then, after I review the previous day, I work on the new verse for that day. And then, I say the two verses together. Then on the third day, um, or if you're really far into this process, you know, 60 days down the road, you always start with the previous day's verse um, and say it again ten times. Then you go back and put together the entire thing uh, from one all the way through to where you are, uh, and you try to recite that. And you can look at the Bible if you need to as you go, uh, just to help yourself review. And then you add the new verse for that day. Uh, And you read it ten times, close your eyes, and say it ten times. And so as you're going, as you're adding a new verse, you're also uh, reviewing what you already have in those large chunks. Now, as you probably have already thought, as you go, the review process starts taking up a lot of time. But if you are doing books like Ephesians or Philippians or Colossians, any of those books, they take 15 minutes or less to read if you were just to read those books straight through. And so really, those um, those reviews don't take that much time. I mean, I'm talking about 15 minutes a day or less to do this entire thing. Now, if, um, if you're going to memorize a long book, let's say Romans or, or I don't know, Matthew, I don't know, long book, <laughs> if you're going to do that, there is a, is a method in that booklet that we referenced on how to review long portions like that. Uh, and so I encourage you, if you're going to go that far into it, then review that book and and try out that method. Uh, And so really, it's just about 15 minutes a day, uh, and it's easier than you think, but you just have to set the time aside and and try it. Yeah. Uh, Well, for me, you know, I've tried several several methods. Um, 
mostly related to uh, topical memorization. Um, but for me, what stood the test of time is really just old-fashioned index cards with the Bible reference on one side and the passage on the other. Uh, and then for me, as I'm studying that passage to really take it in, um, writing on the on the card and making references and uh, commentary notes. Um, and, and I think that there is just something to having the physical card with you. And that's, a, that's really a navigator thing. They walk around with a little packet and inside you have all your index cards and you put it in your pocket or for uh, a guy that's in, that was in the army, you've got it in your cargo pocket and you just pull it out nine times a day and you read it over and over and over again and it's like it's renewed uh, it's renewing your mind throughout the day uh, ultimately and so um, for me it's harder to ignore a uh, index card than it is for me to ignore that app that's on my phone but uh, I, I do love the Fighterverse app um, I will say though that as we're looking at a larger uh, section of scripture, you know, three chapters, uh, tried a started trying a new method this week uh, for the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and it comes from this professor from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and it is much, much more aggressive than any other method I've tried. Uh, it's got three phases, and so I'm in phase one right now, which is acquisition, um, really with. Uh, he says it normally takes two to three weeks, but based off of the length of the Sermon on the Mount, um, I'm on day four. It should take a total, uh, if I if I continued on in the weekend, uh, about a week and a half, uh, and you just you just dig in ten to fifteen verses per day. Um, and he says, "Look, I get get it. At the end of the day, uh, you may not be able to, to to quote much of it, but the next day you start your day off just reviewing that, and then you add ten to fifteen more verses. And so here I am on day four. I've covered all of chapter five, um, and so you do that, and it, it's about thirty to forty minutes a day. And again, it, it's hard work, yeah. um, but it's really good work too. Like it's yeah. fulfilling uh, and." You surprise yourself um, now that I'm four days in. Well, day one is it's pretty much locked in. And so that's phase one. And then phase two is the consolidation phase. Um, it's recommended to be four to five weeks. And you simply do, like, like Jared says, you, you, just, you just start reading through it. Uh, and you've got your prompt in front of you to help you when you need it. Uh, and, and the good news is that over time, uh, you're need for the prompt, it's reduced, and so is how long it takes you to do it. You speed up how long you do it, and you do all of that. Again, that's hard work. That's 30 to 40 minutes a day, but then you get to phase three, which is what it's all about, and he calls phase three delight, and he, he really tried not to put a time length on it, but he said four to six months. You know, simply recite it once a day, and enjoy it, and then keep with you a running commentary. And he says it never fails. Every day you're going to write down something. Maybe it's the use of a word or how this part connects with another part, and simply enjoy it. And so um, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, But phase one should be done on Wednesday, and we'll move into phase two. Uh, But I can't wait to get to phase three and just to enjoy God's word. Um, Well, Let me close our conversation on memorization by asking each of you one more question. Uh, Knowing that many people struggle with scripture memorization, 
Uh, it may be the discipline that people struggle the most with, or they, they say they struggle the most with. Uh, what kind of encouragement would you offer someone who says, you know what, I just can't do it? Well, to me, what you're really saying is that, or you might be saying, is that you don't believe that it's worth your time and your effort. Mm. And at least that's what I said to myself most of my life. And, you know, I was so wrong. Mm. We memorize stuff all the time. We've memorized the multiplication tables, and now that's a hard thing. And we, we memorize the grocery list. We memorize how many calories things are in things. So we memorize all the time. I look at Jared and how at such an early age he has set his mind to delight in God's Word. And I know that as a result, Jared is going to be so much better equipped to handle the temptations, stresses, and storms of life because he has anchored himself in the truth of God's Word. I wish I had started earlier because the benefits of peace and comfort, wisdom, instruction, fellowship, worship, oh my, it has just been so worth it. Now, I want to say I can take no credit whatsoever for the ability to memorize Scripture. It is all of God and has been one of His most wonderful blessings to me. I'm going on 70 years. I'll be 70 years old in a couple of months. And you know what? I'm doing good to remember what day of the week it is, much less a chapter in the Bible, much less the Sermon on the Mount. Yet, I know that as I treasure God's Word and set my will to memorize it, to mutter it throughout the day, my almighty, sweet, precious Lord God is going to keep His promise to me to equip me in everything good to do His will and to work in me that which is pleasing in His sight. I just do my part, and I trust God to do His. And it's just like everything else with the Christian life. We just trust and obey. Yeah, I think some of the best advice I got was uh, from a friend that said, the only way it won't happen is if you quit. <laughs> and that kind of hit me because he was saying that if you really try, you can do it. Uh, if you start with that attitude of, I just can't, you're probably not even going to try. Um, and so he was just saying, if you put in the time and you put in the work and you just keep going, then it will happen. It might be slower than you planned. It might be faster than you planned. But as long as you don't quit, it'll work. Um, and so uh, I did want to mention the heart behind this um, because if you if you want to memorize books of the Bible because you want to be cool, it's not going to happen, you know, <laughs> uh, or it's not going to happen for the right reason. You know, if you want to do it so that you have people think that you're wise or righteous, then it's not going to happen or it's not going to happen for the right reason. And so if your motivation is anything other than loving God and loving His Word and just wanting to do that, then it's not going to be real and it's not going to have uh, the effect that it should. So there are days uh, where I will sit down to try to memorize and I feel as if my mind is blocked. Uh, I can't stay focused. I'm distracted. My, I feel like my heart is not in it. Those are the days that I have to... I have to step back from it and then pray, and I usually find that it's because my heart's motivation is in the wrong place, um, and I have to repent, even right there. I have to repent in order to memorize Scripture. Um, 
And it's fascinating how my own sinfulness can turn something beautiful like this into something it shouldn't be. Uh, And so I long for my heart to be humble before the Lord in order to do this because God hates pride. Uh, He, like, like knowing the Bible is essential for your growth in the faith, but knowing the Bible without loving God simply just puffs you up in this uh, sinful, prideful knowledge like it talks about in 1 Corinthians 8, 2. And so then your scripture memorization actually becomes something harmful to yourself and harmful for the church. And so that can be a daily battle, and uh, you have to pray for humility. I have to pray for humility uh, and to make sure that it's done out of love for God and love for His Word and just a delight and a worshipful attitude. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too. (laughs) Well, it's so good. Um, Guys, I've enjoyed uh, our time together so much. Um, We do have uh, one last question. Um, Now, Pam, we like to close our podcast with a very random question. Uh, I'm not sure why we do it. It's just something we do. Uh, And we have one rule, and that's that you're not allowed to overthink it. Uh, You just simply answer, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. And so I thought this week uh, we would test your memory a bit. And so what is your first life memory? And since, Jared, you're the youngest, this will probably be the easiest for you. Uh, why <laughs> don't you go first? <laughs> uh, I think the first memory is my four-year-old birthday party. Um, I remember it because I had it's, my birthday is March 14th. I lived in Virginia at the time, and I had this big party planned, and I invited like 10 friends or more, and we woke up, and there was a blizzard happening, <laughs> and it snowed so much that, I mean, it was probably over two feet of snow or more, and so I woke up, and it was just covered. The doors were, like, stuck against the snow, you know, and so no one could really get out of the house easily, and so nobody came to the birthday party <laughs> except for my next-door neighbor. Uh, she came over. She's about the same age I was at the time, and I still remember what she gave me. It was like this M&M dispenser. That's a good gift. (laughs) And so uh, I remember that because I was so disappointed that I couldn't have my birthday party. (laughs) But God made it snow on your birthday. That's right. And so I did enjoy the snow. (laughs) Pam, what about you? Well, I was four years old too. And Jared and I shared the same birthday. My birthday's March 14th too. How about that? (laughs) I was four years old and I remember... um, my youngest, my younger sister coming home from the hospital and being put in the bed in the crib and climbing up and peering over the side of the, the bed and seeing her. And that's just my first memory that I can recall. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, I was three years old. Oh, um, wow. I, um, <laughs> I think it was, it was sort of traumatic for me. I was uh, in the hospital just for tubes, but I, you know, very clearly remember having those little sticky uh, circles on my chest. Uh, and then I remember getting a pound puppy afterwards. Uh, and I think I, I carried that guy around for a long time. In fact, uh, uh, one of the children of our members, uh, um, uh, George Vivas, uh, he uh, he carries around a very similar pound puppy. And so anyways, <laughs> it makes me think back to, uh, well, when I was about his age. So... <laughs> Well, guys, um, Jared and Pam, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today. Again, it has been so good. Um, Well, Fairview, until next time, 
May we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Thank you.